Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrong Football Podcast. My name's Dan, I'm here as always with G, the editor of thewrongfootball.com and we're here to talk all things American football again this week. Are you ready for some football? Certainly am. Well, uh, on this week's episode we are taking a look at a couple of the bigger news stories from around the league over the last couple of weeks and also at the uh, we're heading south to see the uh, how we think that the Texans, Titans, Colts and Jags might get on uh, in the upcoming 2017 season in the AFC South. But uh, first off, how are you doing? G, football's back. I might be a little bit excited. Yeah, I, I am. It's uh, it. It may only be uh, be the Hall of Fame game, but uh, we've had a game of football, which is yeah. It, great. Even for preseason football, it wasn't inspiring, but it's still football. <laughs> and I and I feel like we should. I, I should start with a uh, with a with a with a um, what's the word? Apology. That would be kind of an apology, I suppose. Um, more of an admission of, of of yes, you know a lot more than I do. I yeah, I've done some uh, some research, and I can't think of a better uh, New England Patriots tight end than than Rob Gronkowski. I'm afraid. Ah uh, well, I'm glad you put put the time in, and and it's, I wouldn't go as far as I know more than you do. But in the season, <laughs> I just thought it was one of the opinions that was challenged. Um, I'm not going to be too smug, but let's move on to other things. Yes, let's move on to other things. So uh, first of all, we're going to have a look at some of the uh, the news items. First of all, it's um, it's well, it's Miami. We might only be a uh, week or so into into training camp, but the Dolphins uh, might already be be starting to panic. Uh, last week, not only did Jerry have to leave uh, practice with a suspected concussion, uh, but also Ryan Tannehill went down with a knee injury. Um, there's mixed messages coming out of Miami. Some are saying that uh, he should be fine. Some are saying that he, he um, might be going for season-ending uh, surgery to repair it. Um, but in terms of, of what's kind of happened since, Jay Cutler has, has, has just been signed uh, to, a, to a contract. He did his, uh, his first practice uh, run today. Uh, he's been wearing the, uh, the number the number six, as he did in Chicago. Um but uh, yeah, I mean that to me suggests I don't know about you, G, but I think to me that suggests that Tannehill's gone for the season. That's and they're they're going to they're going to call it a day and write him off. Well, firstly, I suspect we apart from it being for big news, I suspect your panic is a large oh, reason why this is thing rather than horrendous. Miami panic. Um, I wish I had better words for you. Uh, the <laughs> problem I think with Tannehill's knee is that it's a partial tear, isn't it? And yes. I've heard several. Um, Athletes talk about the fact that partial tear is actually worse than a full tear because very often there's not much surgery can, you can do and you do so much rehab and almost inevitably what happens is you end up tearing the thing completely and having to have the surgery. Mm. So I can understand why there's mixed messages because nobody wants to go under the knife and if they can treat it conservatively, they almost always will. But no one really knows how quickly he'll be back and yes. obviously that's been seen by them signing Cutler. How are you feeling about having Smoking Joe as a possible backup or starter? Um, what smoking Joe? Uh, oh, this is a long-running mean mean about Joe Cutler and the fact that you know some of the faces he pulls off and how relaxed he is and and his attitude to football, shall we say? Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I I don't think it's inspiring personally. Um, there was, I mean, I suppose I suppose if they were going to pick somebody up, there was there was two options really, wasn't there? There was him and and Kaepernick. Um, there's there's been some discussion about why they didn't pick up Kaepernick whether he's like you mentioned last time whether he's being being kind of blacklisted um, but it's yeah I mean for me it's not ideal I, I don't know how much of a good job Matt Moore would have potentially done um, taking over for, for whether it would have been a few games or, or for the season um, I think Jay Cutler's probably a little bit more inspiring than Matt Moore but I, it, it doesn't inspire confidence for the season just when I was I was getting really excited by seeing things like um, like Megatron training the uh, training the, the wide receivers and things like that. This doesn't really fill me with hope. 
So this gives me a few things that I'll try and go through. I don't know if any of this will pick you up, but um, we'll try and do an honest assessment, and I'm sorry if it doesn't. Please do. Um, starting <laughs> with Ajay, it's always worrying with a concussion, and we know that you know once you get one, you're more likely to get another one, and so I'm hoping they take their time and treat him well, and we'll just, you know, fingers crossed that that one's okay. As far as Kaepernick goes, I don't know whether you've read that actually there might be there's something else that might cause uh, a bit more of a genuine problem for the Dolphins signing him than anybody else. In, the, in addition to um, the stuff that was going on last season we've talked about an awful lot and he's already talked about the fact that he, he wasn't planning on protesting again this year um, yeah. but the conversation going he's doing things and I still think it's dubious uh, he what did wear after um, Castro died a um, a, a, a t-shirt and talked positively about um, his respect for some of the things that was going down in Cuba and obviously with the Cuban population in Miami what's going on there that could play very badly in the local market and that seems much more reasonable and understandable than somebody, um, you know, using their their what's the word I'm looking for? Their legal right to protest. Yeah, I mean, yeah. again, I'm not sure I'd be dubious, but you know, it, it feels at least like a bit more of a discussion. But I'm not sure that that you know, given the fact that we have various NFL teams who have players on on record for domestic abuse, um, violence, you know various things that they always seem to get a second mm. chance it just still seems so ridiculous Kaepernick isn't on a team yet uh, moving back to the Dolphins though uh, I like Matt Ball and I actually think he's one of the better um, backups Matt in the Moore. league I think the problem though is that he's at that level where he's very confident if you need someone to get through a game or two if you've got a backup a, a bit much like AJ McCarron for the Bengals a few yeah. years ago when Dalton went down in about week 14 the problem comes well A when you hit the playoffs <laughs> which is well. what happened to us but also with, with more it's it's fine until the defense has a chance to see him on tape and react to him, and then he doesn't have a reaction to the defense's adjusting, and, and that could be your problem. So I'm not necessarily surprised that they're looking at a third quarterback. And the positive note I've got for you is Cutler had probably his best season under Gase as um, his coordinator in Chicago, and he's already talking warmly about Cutler knowing the playbook. And so if anybody can make Cutler into a serviceable quarterback for you for, you for the year... It's um, Adam Gase, I would suggest. I tend to agree. I think, yeah, I think Adam Gase, Adam Gase has got he's got track record, hasn't he, with uh, with quarterbacks and uh, pretty much all quarterbacks. I mean, that's the surprising yeah. thing for me about the Kaepernick thing is that football wise, one of the things Tannehill does well is move. You know, he runs well, and that helps up the offense. And so, you would have thought that with a quarter with a quarterback whispering guru, that you know he he could make use of Kaepernick's skills. Mm, yeah, I, absolutely. I think it's, uh, I think it's one of those that's gonna, that's, that's, it, it really could go either way. But it's, it, it, there's, a, I'm not personally inspired by it. But it doesn't mean to say that I think, I think some, some Chicago from from what I've seen, I've been having a little bit of a look on Twitter and things like that. There's a, there's a lot of Chicago Bears fans out there that actually think. Do you know what Miami? You've you've picked up a good in there, and I think I think he could uh, he could do good things. So yeah, it's uh, it's. It's gonna be it's gonna be a, a, a funny old season for the uh, for the Dolphins. Yeah, and long term we will be discussing what they do with um, Tannehill going forward. Yeah. Given that he's nearly thirty, and and next year's quarterback draft is meant to be a good one, and we'll mm. we'll see what the reset button is on there, particularly with the amount of money that you're about to start playing in Dominican Sioux. Yes. Back to positive things. Gase demonstrated last season that you know he's not afraid to make big calls, and that he managed to keep the team together. And when you were talking, just sidetracking slightly, the positive thing for me is that I'm assuming that. Um, when you said Calvin Johnson was was sort of working with your receivers, I'm assuming he's on one of a sort of coaching um, 
sort of what's the word I'm looking for apprenticeship schemes yes. it's the wrong word but I can't I can't find the right word off the top of my head and so he'll be working with receivers and, and great players don't always make great coaches because things came naturally to them and it, it sort of depends on how much of a technician they were but having him round the camp I think can only be a good thing for the receivers and just being able to pick his brains I think will be a, you know a big bonus and yeah I'm still hopeful for the Dolphins that um they will um, come out creditably, and that they will be, you, you know, a good fit, a good team to support. But yeah, mm. you might have to lower your expectations for the season a bit, and it's a bit frustrating for those who are hoping that the Patriots might get a bit more of a challenge in their in their um, division this year, particularly given that um, Quincy and Newmar is down for the Jets, and so it's like we knew the Jets were going to be bad, that even their good players are getting injured, yeah. and now if the Dolphins are having problems, it's like, oh, really? Can someone challenge the Pats? Yeah, well, let's uh, let's have a look at uh, another one of the uh, one of the pieces of news this week, and obviously with the uh, with the uh, NFL uh, Hall of Fame game comes the Hall of Fame <laughs> ceremony. Are we not breaking down the Hall of Fame game? Oh, uh, well, yeah. Yeah, sure. is there much to break down? It was it was kind of I broken down. I thought Blaine looked it? quite good for for the Cardinals, but yeah, it wasn't the greatest game in the world. No, well, uh, Canton, Ohio hosted the uh, 2017 Hall of Fame ceremony last week. Uh, there were seven new entrants enshrined into the history books: uh, Kurt Warner, Rams quarterback; uh, Ladanian Tomlinson, uh, legendary Chargers running back; and uh, Jason Taylor, Miami Dolphins. Uh, uh, defensive end or went in amongst others as well uh, Gee, what did you think of this year's uh, crop of entrants well to be honest it, it's, it's one of those weird things because there's no such thing as a bad player in the Hall of Fame no. let's be honest you know the discussion is usually how long they've got in and you know the people who are missed out and are, are waiting and, and, and that kind of thing so Jerry Jones as a contributor is slightly interesting just because you know, he's been somewhat controversial but everybody you know greatly credits him with a sort of like commercialization and the success of the NFL and mm. so but yeah it was a good a good um class Kurt Warner is, is uh, a curious and interesting case just because he might not have the career statistics to match up against others in their overall just because it took him longer to get into the league but his path and his journey is fascinating and you know being a part of a team that has its own nickname i.e the greatest show on turf and then getting back to the quarter uh, to the Super Bowl again with the Cardinals um just I, I think it's such a great story Tomlinson was one of the best running backs in in forever um Terrell Davis is obviously um an interesting one if I've got my names right but but a shortened career running back but so effective one of the best postseason quarterbacks ever and obviously uh helps John Elway to two to two Super Bowls to top his his career so it feels like that there's been conversations that his inclusion inclusion will um improve the odds of certain other players who are on the cusp at running back just to say basically if you had a short career but it was really stellar you deserve a place in the hall yeah, Kurt Warner for me is a is a biggie because he was when I was when I was very first getting into the into into the game, Kurt Warner and, and the Greatest Show on Turf was the team that was that was was the one to was the one to watch. It's similar for you and yeah. the and the Bears in in eighty five. It's they were the, they were the people to uh, to watch. So it's it's, a, it's really really good I think to see Kurt Warner and he's a nice guy as well from what I've seen on the uh, yeah the, no the he NFL seems stuff. a really good good guy and and I, I shall try not to step step on the um the following item but we shall be mentioning him again shortly. Yeah, good point. Yes, very good point. Um, Morton Anderson uh, was uh, the first place kicker to be in- inducted since uh, 1992. Does that show a bit of a... Uh, I mean obviously the it seems to show that there is kind of a focus on quite heavily on the glamour positions but it's, it's nice to see a kicker go in as well isn't it yeah i mean it feels like that we're not going to address this until they seriously um adjust the voting process yeah. and how the nominations work just because we got you know safety running backs quarterbacks we're overrun with them um linemen 
it can be tricky, particularly on offensive line, because we don't have the obvious statistics, and so mm. they usually rely on that. And, and that's one of those cross era comparisons. But it feels difficult as sort of the passing game increases. You have to take into account the year that they played. But yeah, there's an awful lot of um, positions, linebacker, um, along the defensive front, unless you've got a lot of sacks and the offensive line that just don't feel like they get representation, along with special teams players. And, you know, we I think we, I'm not sure we have a punter. Um, and that's been uh, yeah, certainly controversial sure. in the past. You know, there's not that many kickers. And so, yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it's just like the glamour list and, and, and all these top down lists and things. And if we're telling the story of football, we need to tell the story of, of all of the great players and it's harder for those ones where where it's dead easy for, for everyone to say oh wow look at the Damian Thomason go oh look at Barry Sanders dance it's harder when you have the Anthony Munzos and their job is to protect the quarterback and run block effectively yeah um, the final bit of news we're going to have a look at before we uh, move on to looking at the AFC South it's the uh, the NFL films uh, they're, they're making some uh, some more episodes of uh, the Football Live I don't know if you've uh, uh, how many out there you have got uh, NFL Game Pass. We strongly recommend it, but uh, there's, there's a few things. There's very few things that are very that are better to, to spend an afternoon watching on there than a football life, uh, which follows the life story of an influential former member of the NFL, be it a player, coach, whatever it might be. Um, I've really enjoyed some of the stories. People like Ricky Williams, uh, Brett Favre, amongst others. But uh, now they've announced they're going to be making a new series of shows, which is going to include people like Dan Marino, John Madden, Wes Welker, uh, and also uh, recent Hall of Famer uh, Jerry Jones as well, just to uh, to name just a few. So, uh, big question this one, G. If you if you could pick three players or co- players, coaches or owners uh, for the series that you'd like to see uh, featured in, uh, in in a football life who would they be see I knew you were going to do this it's to me because I looked it? at the yeah I looked at it at lunchtime but the other problem is is I don't know how extensive you've looked into them and a lot of mine have sort of been already done yeah. so it's it's interesting just because as a Bengals fan and someone who's looked into the history of the early of the league one of the pivotal coaches was Paul Brown indeed that's why the Bengals stadium is named Paul, uh, Paul stadium. Brown Stadium yeah. and he's a really interesting guy and his football life is really interesting Bill Belichick's is really interesting um, you'll be unsurprised to, to, to know that I loved um, the one f- featuring Bruce Arians of course um, and Barry Sanders and you just go through the list and I'm just thinking who hasn't been done and actually one of the big ones for me is on the list for this upcoming season because John Madden mm. if you're talking about selling football in it, the UK yeah. we had the video obviously you know we had Monday Night Football coming over on Channel 4 and Channel 5 and you had Madden being a commentator and you had the football games and so for a whole generation of us John Madden even though he's not commentating anymore is still the voice of the NFL it's a bit like I forget his name but the guy who used to do the voiceover for, the, for those classic NFL films and you know the autumn wind is a rain yeah, I can't uh, yeah, do the yeah. voice but, but you know what I mean I know it, exactly it, what you it's, mean it's football and so that is one that I'm actually genuinely really excited about mm. And I would highly recommend you going back and finding any of the others. Um, it certainly was last year that you can do a number of season backs, and all the ones I mentioned were not difficult to find in those football, um, sort of like the football life life archives. They they do it by by year by year. So I think you should be able to find those others. And we've got a new European server, so things are looking mm. quite interesting and hopefully better. Not that we're paid or you know have a stake <laughs> in, in in endorsing Game Pass, but certainly if you're in a football obsessive and you want to watch your game your team week in week out, it's um it's a lot of fun. Also, if you like to go through coaching tape. I wish we did. I'd quite like to. Uh, to <laughs> quite like a, a free game pass. <laughs> is I mean, obviously, you mentioned John Madden. He's a. He, he's obviously uh, for me. It's surprising that they've not done John Madden already. But is there anyone else on on that list of uh, for this upcoming series uh, that you're particularly excited to see? The, the list, by the way, is all on on NFL.com. You can uh, can find it on there. 
yeah, I, I, I will actually I like the one the what you've actually I don't know who else is on there but the other one that's interesting to me is obviously Dan Marino because oh, I'm aware of yeah. him just because of his name when I was getting into football but I didn't get to see that much of him so I'm aware of him and I've seen some of his you know his mechanics and talked about him being a great quarterback but actually yeah I'm really looking forward to that one just to sort of fill out an area that I'm aware of how good he was but it's it, nice to be sort of have it some confirmation and see some of the games that's it I think you'll be uh, I think I think you'll enjoy it from what I've I've only seen bit again I'm just like you obviously even even though I'm a Dolphins fan I think as when he was when he was in when he was there, it was it was just a little bit later than uh, sorry, just a bit before my my time. But uh, I think you'll uh, you'll from what I've, from what I've seen, I think you'll find some uh, some very good uh, stuff in there. Over here. Okay, it's time for us to go south. And it's the uh, the AFC South this time. We're going to uh, take a look out for our divisional preview for 2017. Uh, last year, in 2016, it ended up uh, the Houston Texans were top of that division at nine and seven. Uh, Tennessee Titans also on nine and seven, but they uh, finished second. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts were eight and eight, and at the bottom of that division were the Jacksonville Jaguars at three and thirteen. As always, we're going to go through in that order, top to bottom. Uh, so, 2016 was the third time in a row that the Texans uh, finished with a nine and seven record, uh, and, and uh, the second in a row where they, where they actually won the division. Um, they won six of their first nine games, but then then lost their following three. Uh, they did finish strongly and obviously won the division despite finishing on the, finishing on the same records as the Titans. But uh, obviously, more on, on on them in a second. Um, they lost JJ Watt after three games last year. They, they, you're obviously he's uh, he's your 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 spirit animal. Your uh, <laughs> your football. Uh, I love that hearts. description. I, I thought you were going to say man crush, but spirit well, animal is such a better description. <laughs> I love that. Uh, well. That- they obviously he they uh, they lost him after three games last year. They're bound to be boosted by the uh, news that he's going to be returning this year. What do you uh, what do you think we're going to see from uh, from Mr. Watt? I'm worried about what we're going to see from Mr. Watt just because he works so hard and back injuries are such a, a, a delicate thing and in terms of nobody really fully recovers. So I'm worried that we're not going to see um, the JJ what we all know and love. He'll put the effort in. It's I almost feel like he's one of those players where the trains might need to hold him back so he doesn't sort of hurt himself training, if you see what I mean. Yeah. But um, I'm really excited for how that defence is going to look because uh, admittedly they lost some, some corner help. Uh, but the way that front seven was looking uh, with um, Mercer and Jadavian Clowney rushing the parts even without JJ Watt uh, I think that they're going to be really good this season on defence and the big question is who's going to be playing quarterback for them and whether the offence can take a step forward that's absolutely absolutely yeah it's, it's like you've read my notes already uh, <laughs> Rock Osweiler obviously uh, departed for Cleveland uh, in the offseason they're now left with uh, a bit, bit of a decision over where to start Tom Savage who, who started in a couple of games last year uh, or Deshaun Watson uh, they're drafted in the, in the first round in uh, in, in this uh, in this uh, this year's draft. Um, who, who do you think they're going to go with? I think I think they've announced that they're going with Savage for for preseason week one, haven't they? Yeah, there's some buzz about how good uh, Deshaun Watson's already looking in training camp, and we've mm. never had a rookie look that far. However, I get the feeling that it's hard. See, I'm I'm slightly loathe to predict what the Texans will do at quarterback because two seasons ago we watched um, yeah, hard Mr. O'Brien, yeah, hard knocks and Mr. O'Brien changing quarterbacks. It seemed you know every other week. So I believe Tom Savage is likely going to keep the starting job because there's just so much to learn these days for quarterbacks with all the checks and the verbiage that they don't necessarily use in college and you know taking snaps from centre. I, I get the feeling that given how good their defence is, I don't think they'll be in a rush to push a rookie mm. out onto the field. Mm. And so it might be that Watson might take over for Savage 
or it might be that Savage plays out the season. But what I don't think has happened is I don't think we'll see Watson week one. That's it. Well, uh, moving on to the uh, the Tennessee Titans, they uh, they failed to make it to the uh, postseason on a uh, on their divisional record alone, um, which was a huge improvement on their twenty fourteen and fifteen records, where they finished bottom of the AFC South. Um, Form wise, they were kind of on and off all year, but four wins out of the last five took them to uh, to that second place. Um, can you see the Titans going a step further this year and possibly making the postseason? There are a lot of people's um, pick to step into the playoffs for the first time in a while. Uh, mm. A lot of people really like what they're doing. They like the way they're approaching the draft. They like the options they're assembling um, around around the offense to give themselves a chance to just improve from last year. You know, they had the, the sort of exotic smash mouth, as they described it, and there was lots of fun making. If you remember, I actually took a look at it. And actually, I quite I liked what they were doing. And I thought that although... You know, there was some looking down on what was going on with the with the system, but that they were sort of making the most of quite a lot of good players, and what they really needed though were some receivers. That was the bit that worried me. But I quite liked the the way that they were moving tight end around the formation, and I think it's not so different. It, it it drew different images, but it's not so different to what the Patriots do in terms of if you have move players around so you can be multiple. If you can catch a defense um, in in an unfavorable matchup because they've not got the right unit on, then you can just play hurry up and just move your move player. You know, one minute he's playing tight end, then you can flex him out and he's a receiver, and you can find mismatches and cause problems. And so I like that approach. And with the receivers going, I think that it will be really interesting to team to go on. And obviously, I'm a huge fan of Dick LeBoer. Uh, um, a coach and so he'll keep working on that defence and I'm not 100% sure what will happen in terms of I'm not ready to predict oh yes they're going to the playoffs this season but I like where they're heading and I could see it happening yeah well Marcus Mariota obviously put up some good numbers at quarterback despite being injured for the last game and a half Um, this is going to be his third season in the league do you think he's do you think he's what he's got what it takes to potentially lead them to, to to really go further I think he's got the potential to I really like him as a player yeah um I feel we're too quick to judge quarterbacks and so it almost feels you know bearing in mind this is his third season and he got thrown in at the deep end and he needed the team to develop around him and last year was like the first time he had a line that he could begin to trust and, and that was sort of their focus last 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 off season and this season it feels like they were, were making the focus on getting him more viable options mm. in the passing game uh, I think he'll continue to improve and the, the bit that bugs me about quarterbacks is it feels like but given that it's such an information position, and yes, you need pass, yes, you need the arm talent and the physical skills, but it just feels like you need so many reps, particularly for what's going on at college. That I think that he will do there, but I still feel, and this might be the conservative in me, as weird as that is for me to say, that you know, year three is too early to be worrying too much about that. As long as yeah. he keeps progressing, then I think Titans have fans have cause to hope. He's certainly yeah. done nothing to make me think otherwise so far. I agree. I, I'm I'm quite impressed with him. I think he's, uh, he's I think he's a pretty good uh, pretty good QB. I my think own, my only real concern is that I haven't watched him enough. But yeah. you know, I, I think I think he's going to be good. Well, we've got time to uh, rectify that this season. We'll watch a few Titans games, shall we? Yeah, no, I'm I'm up for that. I'm the one who was watching coaching tape whilst they were losing last season. And a good point, good point. <laughs> Indianapolis Colts. So uh, Chuck Pagano's men uh, got themselves a point five hundred season last year, uh, which meant for the first time they uh, they missed the playoffs on back to back seasons since ninety seven ninety eight, uh, and uh, GM. Ryan Grigson lost his lost his job as a result. They uh, struggled with consistency throughout the year, managing two wins in a row only once. Uh, and we, I mean, we spoke about the Colts a few a few weeks ago, and they, they have strengthened and refocused in the off season. Um, they could have a pretty good, a pretty good 
Yeah, with a, with a bit of luck, I suppose, couldn't they? No, no pun intended. Well, here's the worry. The good news is that the new GM, a lot of people are talking about the news he's done, and they think he did a lot of sort of quiet, clever business in the free yeah. agency period. So he wasn't bringing in loads of big names, but he was picking up players, and there seemed to be a plan. And what we were saying for years about the Colts was that short of drafting Andrew Luck, what have they done to put options around him? And, and they had one very good receiver, and then it felt like... Um, they didn't like picking anything that looked like a large lineman and so Andrew Luck was getting hit too much and witnessed the injury he have and that's going to be the big concern going into the season is that I, he's not even cleared for football I mean no. I think he's throwing a bit in the moment but you know he's had in, he's had a surgery on his throwing shoulder and will he make it for the start of week one and will he look like Andrew Luck and that is going to go a long way to drive how their seasons go yeah. Uh, you know, it looks like things might might move in the right direction with how things are going, and and but it's sort of early to tell. Yeah, I think I think he uh, he, he needs a we, we need to get a good good. I think for the for the Colts, they'll be thinking that we need to get a good season out of, out of Andrew Luck this year to to really try and try and fire and try and pick things back up again. I mean, the way for me that Chuck Pagano is still there, and this is the guy who still seemed to be saying look, he needs to get rid of the ball, and 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 it's sort of you know on him, and I'm thinking. Well, I can see sort of what you're saying, given the way the roster's constructed. But frankly, the, pro- the way the, that's the problem. The fact of the matter is, your defense can't, you know, hold hold a lead or keep them in games. Mm. And then he has to hold on to ball to make plays because what other options have you got with the offense you're running at the yeah. moment? Particularly with your aversion to building a, a, an offensive line. So. <sighs> I'd be interested to see how they form early, and I think we'll know quite soon whether it's going to gel for them or whether it's going to be another so-so season. I don't think they're going to be bad because mm. it's not like they've sort of been disastrous, if you see what I mean. But it doesn't feel like Andrew Luck is getting the best shake out there at the moment. No, I mean let's be let's be fair to the uh, to the Colts. They were two more wins; they'd have been in the playoffs. I might be doing them down, and I'll be you know perfectly happy for Colts um, fans to, to 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 come come and complain at me, but they didn't post consecutive wins all season once they did did they just once I'm looking at the 2016 season and I can't see it I believe there was a ah! bye week in, the, in between I'm not sure that counts <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah it was the bye week that, that fooled me but you can see what I mean they were inconsistent all season um, they were they never really you know got solidly um, over 500 football and so you just worry about them. I'm concerned because I think it's going to take a little while to sort that roster out, and I think that's probably what makes me hesitate as much as anything. I'm not totally convinced by the coaching, and I think it's going to take time to build a roster that should compete to the level that I think they should with a franchise quarterback. And I don't, actually don't doubt that Andrew Luck is a franchise quarterback. Yeah, well, quickly before we move on, Adam Vinatieri, one, one of the uh, positives, I suppose, for the uh, Colts. Adam Vinatieri um, is going to be he's going to be back to kick for his 22nd season, which is incredible, given the especially given the level at which he still plays. Um, we spoke about kickers in the Hall of Fame earlier. He, he's got to be a surefire entrant, hasn't he? It might take him a little time to get in there, but he, he has to go, just given the length of career of and, and, and his statistics. So, you know, yeah. you just, yeah, I, I would say, yes, we are watching a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I agree. Um, final uh, team in this division is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, just three wins all season, so the Jaguars propping up this division uh, this year. One of their wins, though, was uh, over here at Wembley Stadium, uh, where they met the Colts. Jags uh, now haven't finished in the top half of the division since 2010. What do, what do you think they need to do uh, to kick their kick things into gear this year, Reg? Like, well, they obviously felt that there was a lot of things to do because they fired Gus Bradley they and they brought in Tom Coughlin to work in the football operations and he's 
set about cleaning things out. They're apparently going to be playing um, run-first football. Um, they drafted Leonard Fournette to ensure that. They've amassed an amazing amount of talent on defence. We'll just have to see if that comes together. And the, weary, the worrying thing for me is that we have said for how many seasons now that there's so much talent on this roster, this yeah. could be the year that they break through, and they never quite do. Yeah. Um, and now we have a new coach and we have to see what's happening and and how it's going to bed in. Because we're already hearing worrying reports from from training camp about the performance of Blake Bortles. And even though, believe it or not, according to this, he was 24 last season. So he's like 25. He's been around long enough that you just think that this could be the break season given how much his mechanics struggled last season and there are now no ties to him and one of the things that football teams seem to do and I'm not sure and it's one of the things that hurts them is that they're not always very good at cutting when they've made a bad decision one of the things that was interesting about the Texans was that they suck you know inside a season they went no we've made a mistake here and traded essentially traded um him to the Browns for cap room and you don't often see a front office these days go, yeah, we've made a mistake and take action quickly to to get rid of it. And there are no ties to Bortles anymore because they've got a new GM routine and a new um, head coach. And I'm sure the head coach won't have a plan that, yes, I can rescue Blake Bortles. But at the end of the day, if Coughlin isn't impressed with what he does and they have another bad season, then it would not surprise me at all if we're looking mm. for a new quarterback next season. Yeah, I, th- I think you I think you're possibly right. Um looking at who they've picked up in in the off season, I know you also mentioned about the uh, the changes in the, in the in the coaching and the and the approach they're going to take. But I can't see a heck of a lot of improvement in terms of players. What what do you think of the the roster moves they've made in the in the off season? Well, the thing for me is the defense, they keep amassing bits and picks and first team first round players and that side looks very good uh, for curious ones obviously Brandon Albert who they obviously tried to pick to shore up their line and then he retired and you get the feeling that that was possibly something to do with the um, report that I think we're going to cover in detail at a later date and I certainly aren't planning to write it in the near future about, about the CTE results um, it was a it was a collation of, of existing studies rather than brand new stuff, but it was pretty worrying statistics. And he's retired and is on a retired reserve list, and now he's talking about wanting to play again, having been a couple of weeks. And it looks like that was met with he's on the retired reserve list, so I'll be interested to see what, if anything, happens there. But sort of after the trade with you guys, one of the big things Bortle needs is time behind that offensive line, and I just yeah. don't know how that offense is going to come together and... and it doesn't. It doesn't breed confidence, and it's it's interesting that they do seem to be a team that on one side of the ball was really coming together at the end of the last season, and on the other side of the ball it just hasn't. And I don't know if Doug Marone and and the team he's putting in place is going to be um, enough to sort things out for them. Yeah, no, that's it. Well, it's that time of the week, then. Let's let's have a look at who you think who do you think is going to win the AFC South this year. <sighs> See, I think this is going to be a competitive division. Yeah. And I think it's going to be between Houston and uh, and Tennessee again. Um, although, because of the nervousness that in, in, that's going on with the Colts that makes me feel. But I think I feel like Houston have won it the last few seasons. And they've been mucking around with bad quarterbacks. And Tom Savage at least looks competent. And that defense looks so scary that I think I'm going to back them to, to come out and take the South this year. Mm. I, I think it's going to finish in exactly the same order this year, personally. I can see... I think that the, 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 the Texans, Titans and, and the Colts will be there or thereabouts and competing again. Um, I favour the Titans and the Texans, and I, yeah, I think the Jags will be running up, and I, I have no idea if they'll look better or if they will at least look like there's a plan coming together or, or mm. whether that's going to take 
you know, a couple of seasons to pull that offense around. Yeah. I felt that one way up here. Well, that's all we've got time for again this week. Thanks very much for listening. If you like what you've heard, please do remember to give us a like and a subscribe and maybe even a review through whatever medium you procure your podcasts. And it really uh, does help us to get into as many ears as we possibly can. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks uh, with a roundup of the news between now and then. Uh, and also, uh, in the words of the Pet Shop Boys, we'll be going west uh, and taking a look at the prospects for the Chiefs, Raiders, Broncos and Chargers in the AFC West 2017. And that is the most Alan Partridge sentence I think I've ever written. Um, in the meantime, check out the wrongfootball.com for uh, more from the mind of G and remember if you do want to get in touch uh, with us you can do either by dropping us an email to twfpodcast at outlook.com or find either G or myself on Twitter at wrongfootball or at twfdan and just leaping in to interrupt you I, I was just going to say first of all you have no idea of the control it took for me not to sing Go West at you but <laughs> second of all what we haven't mentioned is that I actually did some writing and so ah, if you're yes. interested about what we're doing in the upcoming season and the, the philosophy behind um, the wrongfootball.com not to mention um, some some talk of um, Pete Carroll's approach to coaching then take a look at my latest blog post please do it's at uh, the wrongfootball.com thanks again for listening and we'll see you again in a couple of weeks go worse